0: this last week or so I've just been praying that the Lord would teach me and just share with me what what he desired for you to hear from me tonight. And it's really beautiful because y'all are around the same age I was when I kind of stepped into this whole church thing and began pursuing a relationship with Christ for the first time. And so the Lord kind of challenged me in asking, "What did you need to hear during this time?" Or, you know, what did you wish you would have known then? And just through kind of thinking about that and praying through that and also just reflecting on what God's been teaching me just this entire semester, it all kind of boils down to this verse in John. Um, this is John sixteen thirty three, And it says, in this world, you will have suffering, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so I don't know if you guys know the word um, sanctification, but it basically just, refers to the process of, as Christians, becoming like Christ, um, just looking more like him in, in the posture of our hearts and in our, in our daily lives. And I think when we think about becoming like Christ, we think about being agreeable or nice or kind to, to others. But the truth is that becoming like Christ means taking on everything that he was. And so becoming like Christ is also suffering like Christ. And that was something that I did not really expect as I kind of embarked on my walk as a Christian. And so I just kind of want to start off with sharing a little bit of my story and help speak into some wisdom of how do we respond to suffering? What does it look like? How how do we find Christ um, in that, that pain and in that change in our lives? Um, so, so yeah, I guess to kind of start at the beginning, um, I didn't really grow up in like a Christian family um, or household. Um, My family and I would go to church sometimes and were involved a little bit as I was in elementary school and everything, but it just never really stuck. It was just never a part of our routine. Um, My parents didn't really have a lot of background in it as well, so it just didn't really pass down to me, I guess. But my freshman year of high school – I just kind of found myself at a time in my life where I was really struggling, and, you know, there was was a lot that kind of led up to that. Um, I was kind of disassociating with a group of girls that I had spent all of, like, middle school and um, part of high school trying to to please and to fit into, and just was dealing with a lot of rejection and insecurity from that. Um, Growing up, I was, like, a theater kid, lol, Um, (laughs) but... I decided to not pursue that in in high school. And so that that was more challenging than I thought it was going to be because I went from doing something that I did every day and was a source of a lot of my confidence to not having that at all. And um, my family was a bit volatile at the time, but ultimately just these kind of emotions of lack of identity um, led me to developing an eating disorder the second semester of my freshman year of high school. And that was just something that I was able to find a lot of control in. It was kind of something I was good at. People were very affirming to me in the way that I looked and the pictures I would post, I would get comments of like, oh, like so skinny, stuff like that, Um, which gave me a false sense of security and in control. Um, And so this went on for about a year and a half, which was clearly very um, damaging to both my physical and just emotional health and got to a point where I was just very unhealthy in the, like, in regards to my vitals and just my health overall. But um, going into my junior year of high school, um, as this was all kind of going on, I went on a trip to Los Angeles with two girls from my high school that were on my dance team. It was, like, through our dance team, kind of, and... I went to LA with these girls, and it was just one of the most like special, beautiful trips. You know, in between going to Disneyland and like Universal Studios, it was just the time that I spent with them. And one of the girls' name was Bailey, and she is just such a light, just such an amazing person. And she just really listened to me and asked about my life, asked about the things that I was struggling with, um, and was very open to listen. And she was very vulnerable and kind of sharing her story and things that she had faced difficulty in as well. And in just the most simple, beautiful way, she just really shared the gospel with me, not in the sense of, you know, here's John three sixteen, here's all this evidence of the existence of Christ, but just in the way that she lived. Like there was just something different about her. There's something that I was so drawn to and I just wanted to be like her. And, you know, looking back on that now, I can say, oh, well, it was it was Jesus in her that I desired. But at the time I was like, Girl, anything to just be like Bailey because she's so cool. Um, and so when we got back from that trip, I went to. I decided to go to church with her. I was like, oh, well, she seems to like it. It seems fun. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it out. And right away, the, the church that I connected to in high school was such was such a sweet place, um, and the people there are just so wonderful, and just really helped guide me in the things that I was going through at the time. And I got super connected with the youth group, and I was part of a small group. Two girls that I met in my small group are still my my two best friends to this day. One of them goes to slew with me. Um, and I was just able to ask a lot of questions about, um, you know, what it looked like to pray. Like, I got to really clarify, like, okay, who is Jesus? Like, how did he actually, like, change everything, you know? And it was just a place where I could ask questions and grow and just be, be known and loved, but also like held to a higher standard of, of life and living and of who I had the potential to be. And it was, it was so good. And for, you know, this, this next year, like things were going really well. You know, I had a really good group of friends. I had things to do on the weekends. I had something that kind of helped me go through the recovery of, of an eating disorder, which would end up being a really long process for me. But it gave me a lot of hope in that. And I began to experience some of that healing. And yeah, kind of things were just like going well. And I was like, what the heck? Why isn't everyone a Christian? This is so easy and fun. <laughs> Which then, <laughs> obviously you knew that would be followed by it. But, um, you know, came the second semester of my senior year. And even prior to, to March, um, I kind of started to face like, some challenges, especially as I was preparing to go to college, of just being hurt by people in the church, um, just kind of dealing with a lot of doubt and uncertainty. And then, you know, March comes around, March of 2020, and the whole world shuts down. So not only was I already kind of wrestling with things, but now I no longer had, like, my Bible study or the youth group, they weren't able to meet in person. I couldn't even hang out with my friends, really. Um, you know, all the things that I was looking forward to were canceled. Obviously you're trying to reconcile, which like with, you know, if God is is good and is for me, like, how could he do this? Like, how could he allow a global pandemic, you know? And so all of a sudden I was really confronted with how do we respond when being a Christian isn't like cute or easy or fun anymore? How do we respond when following Christ actually becomes really hard? And you might experience this as well, you know, because you're going through these milestones of your life of going to your senior year, dealing with stuff that comes with that, or you're going off to college and graduating. There's a whole lot of challenge that comes with that. But, But not only are you facing these milestones, but you're also just in this stage of your life where, you know, your faith is becoming your own. It's no longer just associated with your parents' faith or your siblings' faith or your community. But... You're kind of becoming your own person and forming your own intimate personal relationship with God, and so when these things happen, it's hard to, to like reconcile this and to not get confused. and And we're not the first people to feel this way. If you think back to the Apostle Peter or the disciple Peter, I don't know if those are interchangeable. Anyway, um, you know he he was following Jesus and it was exciting and it was. It was wonderful. He was able to see miracles. His own mother-in-law was healed. He was able to walk on water. You know, following Jesus was exciting and cool. But then, you know, Jesus is arrested. And that puts, first of all, that just like completely throws off who Peter thought Jesus was. Because this seemed threatening to his identity as the Messiah. But it also put Peter in a pretty unsafe position. You know, he was facing um arrest or death his family was facing those things as well and so he also was confronted with oh my gosh how do I respond when this is when this is hard and if you know the story he he ultimately denies Jesus when people ask if he was one of his followers and just allow that to be a grace to you sometimes we do get it wrong sometimes we do stumble in in going through these things but Peter's ultimately going to learn from this time and from the work of Christ on the cross and he actually writes um, the the what we have is the book of First Peter, which is where I'm going to kind of be hanging out. Um, something in it up here. So I just kind of want to start um, with First Peter four twelve. He says, "Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you, as if something were unusual were happening to you." So he's just basically saying like you know don't feel singled out or confused when suffering comes because this is going to happen this is just the the truth of living in the fallen world is that suffering does happen you know there are things that don't make sense there are things that are painful but in verse 13 he says instead rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed and so Basically, like just like it says in the verse in John, take heart because suffering is always going to lead to glory, and it challenges us to depend solely on the Lord. And this was something that I really experienced um, in this time of my life because, like I said, I no longer had, you know, the the church holding me accountable to my faith, but. I had to acknowledge, okay, am I, am I good in my relationship with the Lord when it's just me and Him? You know, take away all of the other religious things and, and do I truly have faith and belief? And so I just remember spending hours, you know, during quarantine just, just sitting in the Word and just trying to know Him deeper um, because I had I had nothing else but to solely depend on Him. And so, you know, with this with this concept of suffering always leads to glory, just just think to the cross, you know. Not only was Jesus taking on the the physical pain and, and suffering of being beaten and, and ultimately death, but he was also taking on the weight and the eternal implication of all of our sins and all of the sins before us and that that are to come. So this immense suffering was great, but Also think of Sunday, think of the resurrection, you know, think of the glory that was to come and that we are now reconciled to God and we are forgiven and are able to have relationship with him because of the resurrection, you know, so glory is always going to, to overcome and outweigh the suffering that it took to get there. But you can also argue that that suffering is glorious, um, because if, you know, suffering is the root, glory is the flower, they're, they're one and the same, even though they're kind of at different stages. Um. And then uh, verse 19, it goes on to say, So then let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. So, so in the suffering, trust God, trust the one um, that has created you, that knows you, and continue to do what is good despite um, the pain that you are enduring because he is good and he will deliver you. Because it is in God's nature to bring about glory from your situation. That's that's just who he is. He, he proved that in the resurrection. Um, but also with this, um, entrusting himself to the creator, that takes me to a verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 2.18. Um, it says, For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is also there to help those who are tempted. So, you know, when the Lord was facing, facing the suffering on the cross, it was so that he could be with us in our suffering and so that we could go to him knowing that there is nothing that we are facing, that he has not already finished. He has not already gone through and accomplished. And so in our suffering, we can trust that he is with us and he is guiding us and he knows the way through it. If you think of um, Psalm 23 that says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. And and he knows the way. He's leading us to the other side. Um, and so during the time that you know I'm I'm in with with the quarantine stuff, <laughs> I remember um, as I was kind of just enduring a lot of heartbreak and loss and just frustrations with with the Lord. Um, I was watching a sermon and the pastor made an analogy about the refining process of gold. And so basically, um, gold is put in this fiery furnace which melts away um and separates the impurities and so he was just kind of you know using that to to think about suffering as you know being in the fire um helps us to come out purified on the other side um and i just remember watching that i was in like a bread go and i was like okay like that's nice um i guess that that gives me some hope but man you know like I've been in this fire for a while. Like this, really hurts. You know, this is this is painful. Um, and maybe you're feeling that way. You know, you're like I understand that that suffering is necessary, but man, when's it gonna stop? You know, like I I'm really tired, <laughs> and I feel that I definitely felt that. Um, and so I remember a few days later, I was in my room. I like I remember exactly where I was, and I think I was like cleaning or doing laundry or something. And I just shuffled Apple Music, which was already super out of character for me because I am, in fact, a Spotify girly. And I was just like, I, I, don't, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was busying myself with something. And then my ears perked up and I just hear this song playing in the background. And the song says, there is another in the fire standing next to me. And I, I count the joy come every battle because I know that's where you'll be, it's, the song another in the fire if that was unclear and it's just one of those moments where you know like if like you and your best friend if there's like a song that you know you guys like it kind of has like a meaning in your friendship and you're at like a party or something and you hear the song and you guys both look at each other across the room and you're like yo like that's our song it was just one of those moments where I just like my head turned and I just kind of made eye contact with Jesus in the room and was like oh that was for me like you wanted me to hear this word. You wanted me to hear this song. And it just brought such an immeasurable peace um, and rest within my heart of just knowing that, okay, like I'm in this fire. I'm in this time of trial, but but God is with me. He is with me through this. And because of that, I get to know him in such an intimately deeper way than I would have before, than I would have if things were always going well, because you know, when you're when you're forced to not forced, but when you have no other option but to just to trust the Lord in times where it's really difficult and you don't really understand what he's doing, it just it just strengthens your faith and your heart in a way that is just so indescribable. And I just remember after that moment I was like, "Okay, I can I can do this. Like you are giving me my daily bread, you are giving me my strength every day." To help me to the other side and you know slowly but surely you know God just just really healed my heart you know um by just being with him in that time of trial and that's not to say that after my senior year I didn't go into college and make mistakes that there weren't other times where I thought about going back on things that I've learned or things that I've said um through knowing Jesus but it's a time that I'm able to look back on and think wow like God was so faithful and and let that be an encouragement to you that if you're facing something now or, you know, something in the future, like you will look back on that time of struggle, that time of suffering and think, wow, God was so faithful. And he, he uses that to reveal himself to you in special and new and beautiful ways. Um, and so that was just something that I wish I would have known. Um, I feel like, especially with social media now, we often think of, being a Christian girl or you know Christianity is something that you'll always find like like if you if you do everything right if you read your Bible in the morning if you have a cute you know Christian hoodie which I did just order a living water shirt yesterday so I can't really hate on that Um, but that you'll be good and that your life will be good and you'll have like a cute Christian boyfriend and an aesthetic Instagram and all those things, but but that's not true. You know, the Lord says that in this world there will be suffering. And so when that comes, don't don't be discouraged or feel like you're doing something wrong or feel like God's doing something wrong. It's just it's just inevitable. But he he has given us the tools and, and given us his son to be able to get through it. And so be honest just like when you're going through those times and just just really go to the Lord in those things because he can handle it. He can handle your doubt. He can handle your questions. He can handle um, and give whatever you need, and so I, I'm just praying for you. You know, as you're as you're in this time, as you know you are like young Christian women, it is hard, and you will face opposition, and you will face um, trial, but take heart because he has overcome the world, and he has overcome what you are facing, and will be there with you to guide you through every step of it. So. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful life. And I'm so encouraged by you all for, for pursuing that and for wanting more of him. So thank you so much. Um, and I would just love to, to hear or, or discuss more from you guys.